Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Another recap episode, uh, episode 724 up through 748. Thanks, sponsors. Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. 724 was the outtake episode from Collectible Live when I was on. I'm on, I don't know if it's every six months or so. It seemed like I'm on the end of the year and then during the year sometime. And this was the week after the Mint Collective. I'd seen Jeremy there. We talked about it there some. And he said, why don't you come on and, and uh, talk about my reaction? And I later then had a good conversation with Ezra and the Collectible Brain Truck. And check out the whole episode of uh, Jeremy. He's on, it was once a week. Now he's pretty prolific. He's really knocking out a lot of stuff, but his main thing on Saturday night, that was fun. 725, the recap, 726, the conversation with Josh Luber. This kind of happened spontaneously, thanks to Ray Schulte when they said they were going to be having this studio for podcasting. I said, Josh Luber be one of the guys I'd like to talk to. And so it came together very quickly. Josh was very busy. As I said, very delighted to hear that he was spending a lot of time meeting with LCS people. But he's the chief vision officer for Fanatics. I wish my company had been big enough to have a chief vision officer. I guess all of us were in the vision casting business back in the day. Had a great ride there, but that's a title I'd like to have. I mean, the chief vision officer. So Josh, you do think big and I enjoyed the time. We had actually a two-part episode. Apologize for the audio. I really thought the audio would be a lot better. In fact, Josh had his own video and audio people with him there. They had another additional mic booming in on us, but we had a pretty natural conversation. Certainly enjoyed it. Just wish the audio had been a little bit better. 728 was along that same vein, a conversation with Joe Orlando, who's now the collectible president of their sports division. It had been too long for me to sit down. The point I want to make on that is that one person can make a difference in this industry. Joe Orlando, a sharp guy, significant contributions at PSA for a long time, 20 years or so, and now he's with collectible. And I wish him well. And uh, if you're out there, um, in this industry, be the best you can be. And Joe is, I think, landed in a really good place. 729, the interview with Kurt from Brutally Honest Sales. That's how you uh, get my attention when you send me an email and either make an outrageous claim or accuse me of an outrageous claim. <laughs> Kurt was honest, but brutally honest. And uh, the honesty part was what intrigued me. The brutally honest, I wasn't aware of the fact that he lives that out to the full. I, I will say this. With Kurt, I think that when I'm pulling out my lots of 100 Jose Canseco's that I always talk about, if Kurt were to be interested in one of my lots and started asking me a bunch of questions, I probably would not uh, be pleased. I've got 100 Jose Canseco's, and I, I don't want to go into a lot more detail than that. I guess some of them I do send in for grading, but not necessarily base cards and lower level inserts. So I don't think he'd be interested in my stuff, but uh, I'm not interested in giving big, long, detailed answers or providing many additional photos of my kind of budget low price lots. But that'd be interesting. Thanks, Kurt. 7.30, the outtakes on product delays, part of the hobby hotline in March that I was on. Again, I just got to tell you, I know from my own personal experience, as well as those that I know well, and being in the hobby for a long time, everybody, it's more complicated than you think getting card sets out. It's more complicated getting price guides out, any publishing stuff. It's harder than you think doing grading. Producing the cards is just another thing that's a lot more complicated, and it takes longer than you think. If you've not been involved, it, it may seem simple. It's not. 731 was the interview with Jeff Hoffer. 
And Jeff took Tracy Ackler's place, which he reminds everybody. And But I think it's uh, playful and helpful that he has an excellent background and is going to bring his own uh, talents to that position. So uh, I wish him well. I enjoyed uh, visiting with him. And uh, Panini, I hope, is going to be doing some great things in the next few years. 732, the card ladder commentary with Skeppy. I had several episodes with Skeppy. I had noticed Skeppy, he's very participatory with Jeremy Lee's Sports Collectors live. He's just a very thoughtful guy. So I contacted him. I said, let's just do a Zoom call. One of the riffs we got on was uh, talking about card ladder. And again, Skeppy brought a very thoughtful perspective to it. 733, another part of Kurt's BHS, the Brutally Honest. I added the word constructive in there. When he first contacted me, he said the Beckett Media uh, website is no good. But he didn't just say it's no good. It's constructively broke down how he would go through it. We went through that together. Again, destructive criticism that smashes everything and leaves everything in disarray. That's that's not my thing. But constructive criticism, which Kurt was offering, I really appreciate it. So thanks, Kurt, for your brutal honesty. And the fact that you're an IT pro was interesting, too. I'm an amateur. <laughs> I was a good amateur back in the day, but I was not classically trained in that. But I, I know what I like when I see it. 734, uh, the outtakes. Again, the uh, another part from Hobby Hotline that was di- different. It was about Team USA and those kind of cards, whether they should be rookies and just the relative value. And everybody can know that uh, the earlier the card, the better, all things being equal. Having player in a uniform is better than being in street clothes, generally. But there are exceptions. And uh, some of the Team USA stuff is really interesting. They're early cards of players, some of whom may go on to uh, great things. And you don't know that when it happens, but uh, you might know it later, and then you want all the early cards of, of those uh, great now great players. 735 was uh, questions from Torsten Bauer, my German PhD friend that I've had uh, several episodes with uh, over Zoom, and uh, maybe we'll talk him into coming to the national one of these uh, years with a, a stateside visit. But these were five questions that I had accumulated, and in the interest of time, because Torsten really lays out the questions and comments very uh, carefully, and so I was able to address those and still squeeze it within my 15-minute uh, self-imposed daily episodes. 736, the kids' marketing ideas that uh, we went back and forth with Jeff. I, I think Panini is doing the kids' crate. That's great, but I gave him a little David Porter twist on the birthday crate idea that I've been thinking about, again, with David's friendly amendment that uh, the birthday boy ought to get the best deal. <laughs> and I totally appreciate that. I totally agree. 730, another one was Skeppy. This was about the resealed cases in non-grading. We just had the episode with the unfortunately certified but resealed case. That was tragic, and I hope it's one mistake that the hobby learns from. And then there was the other riff on there about when do you need to grade a card or not grade a card. Grading is an additional expense. It's additional protection. It's not necessarily bad, but it's not for every card. And so we, we got into that. And one of the things that Skeppy mentioned that he really liked is that I told him, I said, I, I want to have a podcast for thinkers. And he, it really fits Skeppy because he, he's a, a deeper thinker. And so we enjoyed that. And so it allowed me to just let her rip. And so we did for, for several episodes here. Then the other part of it, just skipping ahead to 747, I'd separated them out. But the repacks that Skeppy was thinking, if they're doing repacks, for, for example, 
the ability to do buybacks and to repackage some cards that have already been printed and produced, but you could stamp them, you could emboss them, you could autograph them, and that's a way to avoid uh, paper shortages or supply chain logistics. So I think the point's well taken. I think the hobby thinks that buybacks and repack, I guess they can be limited to where they're better or more valuable than the original thing. But uh, if the original card wasn't autographed and you buy back some and get them autographed, I guess that's of interest. 730 going back in order now, The Greatest Hobby with Kurt. This was the outrageous thing that he was calling me out on. It's the number of reasons why I thought I need to talk to this guy. And I really enjoyed talking to Kurt. But and I'll keep coming back to this. For me, this is the greatest hobby. I'm not saying it is for everybody. But it can be, I think. And that's my statement. 739, the eight listener questions, uh, obviously periodically they add up and, and I can't do all of them and I can't address all of them, but it's kind of like when we did Reader's Write in the magazine back in the day. We had so many, we couldn't do them all, but we tried to do the representative and we couldn't even contact her. We say, hey, we're not going to do your question or yes, we're going to do your question because we didn't always know if it'd be in this month or next month. So it's like that. I just make a little pile and after a while, when I get more than eight or seven or whatever I have that I want to do for a particular episode, I'll just say, here's eight of them that I think I can tie into an episode and keep it under 15 minutes. So don't get discouraged. Keep sending in to drjamesbeckett at uh, gmail.com, all spelled out, and uh, it will will definitely be read and there's a decent chance of being responded to over the air. In fact, I'd rather do that than respond to you in a comment or offline. 740 was the uh, Selling Small Sets with Rich Klein. You've got this small set. It's a little bit obscure. Uh, Rich was lamenting the fact we all wished we had gotten in on the ground floor with ComC when the submission fees or the processing fees were so much lower and faster, too. But they've gotten big, but it still can make sense to put in cheaper cards that are obscure. And I've done some of that. Rich has done some of that. And the answer to everything we did in that particular episode is it depends. So listen to the episode. A rich, very pro com C as I am too. 741, the interview with Grayson White. Actually had dinner in a larger group with Grayson. Got to know him a little bit. And then we decided to do an interview at the Mint Collective, again, bad audio, but we we had great market in Australia. It's an amazing test market. It's its own market. It's its own island. It's its own continent. <laughs> and there's not uh, a huge number of people there, but there's enough that it matters. I think Grayson's, frankly, I don't think he said this, but I think he was at the Mint Collective to see partnerships. But I think he'd like to be a remote grading installation for a PSA, but even BGS, SGC, any of those, it's difficult to contemplate the logistics and the customs of shipping cards back and forth like that if you're in Australia. If it can be done there, that would be preferable. 742 was my other episode with Rich. We had done 81 Donruss. This was 81 Fleer, and Rich has kind of encyclopedic memory of some of the details of that. We were both very active in those days, so hope you enjoyed that episode. 743 Outtakes from Ryan's show. He's multi- platform, Instagram, YouTube, podcasts, and a traditional book, ebook as well as a traditional book, which I now have. Uh, a sharp guy and enjoyed being on his show. When it's outtakes like that, it means he's asking me the questions. He's the primary microphone and I have 10 minutes or so that I think, hey, I've never talked about that because because Ryan is a sharp young guy. 744, the eight listener questions, another 
another group. Just check those out if you like those kind of episodes. 745, the interview with John Wee, who's the co-founder of Center Stage, which is a very interesting app technology to identify cards and to track what it is and then uh, link to eBay of uh, what things have uh, sold for. I really enjoyed the time with him. It was quite a bit longer interview and I edited it very heavily to avoid anything, hopefully, that would be in a situation where I'm revealing any competitive advantage that he has because I think in technology, you just people don't need to know exactly how you do it, but it needs to work. And I think his things works good enough. And he's defined the problem in a way that he could make a, a solution that solves two problems. I'll just leave it at that. You should listen to the episode and see what's up and coming from Center Stage and John Wee. 746, the dueling questions with Ryan Nolan. <laughs> Again, like what he's doing and had to be dueling questions with somebody that's young enough to be your grandson. That's uh, surreal. 747, the, I already talked about that with Skeppy. 748, last one here, the outtakes that we had on Hobby Hotline uh, a couple weeks ago end of April, about the pulling of the Wander Franco one-of-one that was um, from retail. And the hobby LCS maybe not so happy, but I think it makes fanatics happy. And uh, The other sports card insight from that, as I was thinking, when you have these pack odds, if it's hobby versus retail, they Again, it's the company's prerogative of where they want to put the cards. But the problem can come, I think it's in valuations as we had back in the day, when something is less than one per case. Because if it's guaranteed one per case and you buy a case, which people did back in the day, you would know that you're going to one of these extra special cards. But if it's less than one per case, then even buying a case, you're not assured you're going to get one of these really good good cards. So anyway, that's it for now. Thanks for the another four weeks. And I will be back uh, tomorrow. But keep doing this and uh, keep your questions coming. And again, thanks very much. And enjoy the, the man in the house.